Well, welcome to Grace and happy Thanksgiving, Grace family. You know, Jonathan reminded us of a verse that really is kind of our theme this morning. And that verse is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Now, his translation said, In every circumstance, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Uh, the one that I'm, I typically use, New American Standard, says, In everything, meaning in every circumstance, in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. But how do you do that? How can we actually not just give thanks today and because it's Thanksgiving weekend, but how can we develop an attitude of gratitude? How can we live with a really a heart that is constantly giving thanks to God? Well, I want to give you three verbs that I started kind of living with about 15 years ago. And I believe these three verbs are key to us really living a life of gratitude. And I want you to just more than just know these verses in your head and forget them over lunch today. I just, my hope is that these, these verses will really lodge not just in your brain, but get down deep in your spirit, and you will live with these. And these three verbs are number one, realize, number two, notice, express. So realize, notice, and express. By the way, if you've already gone through Thanksgiving and you haven't yet given, given any thanks, you haven't expressed it, you haven't really done any Thanksgiving yet. You might have had a gathering, ate some food, but Thanksgiving means giving thanks. So expressing it is key. So realize, notice, and express are key. And I, my prayer is that we would get that, that deep inside of our soul and live with those three verbs. So let's just break it down. First verb is realize. All of life is a gift. All of life is a gift. Life is good. I mean, there's often pain associated with life, attached to it, but life itself is a good thing. As we live life as it was intended by God for us to live, it is good. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to think about this fact. There never had to be a you. You never had to be. God never had to create you or me, but he did. There is a you, and you have been given the gift of life by God. You have been given consciousness and personness, and there is a you, and there never had to be one. Realize that. Realize that God gave you the gift of life. And if we really kind of back away from all the little things that we tend to get disgruntled by, and, and we realize, oh, wait a second, I never even had to be, and God made me. God made you and gave you the gift of you, gave you the gift of life. Realize that and be grateful for it. Now, the alternative to a life of gratitude is another kind of heart. That is the heart of the chronically discontented person. You know, the one who's always complaining, always dissatisfied. This is the heart of the person who lives with a demanding spirit. They've lost any sense of the wonder and awe of just being alive. Instead, they live with this sense of entitlement. And we've been around those kind of people. They're always critical. They're always negative. They're always complaining. 
what happens is this ingratitude has just made their heart grow smaller and harder and colder day after day. And it's a miserable way to live life, and nobody has to live life like that. So if we want to cultivate a heart of gratitude, the first verb is we must realize that life is a gift. God made you, and God gave you the gift of life. He gave you your consciousness, your personness, the sense that you are now, and you never had to be. Now, if we want to really live life with an attitude of gratitude, we start by realizing that life itself is a gift, and then realize that life is full of gifts, even though most of those gifts are imperfect gifts. Now, we do have some perfect gifts we've been given in life. We've been given perfect gifts like the Son of God, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and we're grateful for those perfect gifts. But if we're going to really develop an attitude of gratitude, we've got to learn to be grateful for imperfect gifts because most of the gifts that come our way are imperfect. Let me illustrate that for you. If you're married and are here with your spouse today, this morning, then you are sitting next to an imperfect gift. Go ahead and look at them if you want for a moment. And by the way, they're sitting next to an imperfect gift as well, right? Also, your body, the body you have is a gift, but it is an imperfect gift. In fact, let me have a show of hands on this. Everyone raise your hand who has an imperfect body. Go ahead and raise your hand. Now, some of you singles, they didn't raise your hand. We want to get you together after the service so you can have perfect children. Now, the truth is this. The truth is that every body is different and is imperfect. And sometimes we have this way of thinking that, you know, if I had somebody else's body, I would be content. I'd be satisfied if I had their body. But nobody has a perfect body. Every body that's walking around on this planet is imperfect, but it's still a gift. It's a gift from God, and it's a whole lot better than not having one. Let's take another imperfect gift, and that is your job. Your job is a gift. It's an imperfect gift, but it is a gift. And don't buy into the illusion, you know, if I just had somebody else's job, if I had their job or their job, then I'd be happy, content. But nobody has a perfect job. Every job is imperfect. I remember when I was 20 years old, I worked on an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico, typically 12 to 15 hour days. By 8 o'clock in the morning, I was already full of sweat and oil. And that was every day. And I remember on these oil rigs, they had a couple of like little cubicles up in the oil rig that were air conditioned. That's uh, two engineers would go up and get in every morning and live in, in the air conditioning while we were out sweating and getting all grubby. And I remember looking up thinking, you lucky guy. I wish I had an air conditioned office. Then I would be happy. Well, two years later, I did have an air conditioned office. I was working as an engineer. It was a beautiful day. I was looking out the window and these construction workers are outside working. And I'm thinking, you lucky guy. You get to be outside on this pretty day, and I'm stuck in this air-conditioned office. You know, see what we do? See what happens to us? We, we buy into this illusion that if I somehow some, had somebody else's circumstances in their job, and if, then I'd be grateful, and then I'd be content. But it doesn't work that way. Everybody's circumstances in their jobs are imperfect. In fact, all of our gifts in our life, besides Jesus, the Son of God, the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, all, every other gift that comes our way in life is imperfect. 
So if I'm going to learn to live with an attitude of gratitude and be a grateful person, then I've got to start by realizing this. Realize that, first of all, life is a gift and life is full of imperfect gifts. If I don't realize that, if I don't step back and realize that, I'm never going to be a grateful person. Also, there's, there are four words, too, that, that I've learned to say to myself many, many times that have helped me a lot. And these four words are simply, it could be worse. In fact, everyone say that out loud, would you? It could be worse. One more time. It could be worse. Okay. After the service, you're going to walk out of here. You're going to be reaching into your purse or your pocket for your car keys, and you're going to take that key, and you're going to put it into your car, and you're going to be tempted to not be very happy and satisfied with the car you have, but you're going to say to yourself, great, and then you're going to go home, and you're going to finally get to the place you live, and you can get out your key to the front door, and you're going to stick it in, and you're going to be tempted to not be happy with the house or the apartment or whatever you have, and you're going to be tempted to do that, but instead you're going to say, Good, and then tonight you're going to go to sleep and you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and you take one look at your spouse and you're going to say? <laughs> no, don't say it there. I'm just kidding about that one. But be content with what you have because it could be worse. So the first verb is realize. Realize that all of life is a gift. There never had to be a you, but there is a you. It's a gift from God. He gave you consciousness and personness, and there's a you. And then he's flooded your life and my life with all kinds of gifts, most of which are imperfect gifts. So I need to learn to be grateful for imperfect gifts if I'm going to be a grateful person. Okay, that's the first verb, realize. Everybody say realize. realize. I want you to get these deep in your soul. Okay, realize, number one. Second verb is notice. Notice. Begin noticing. You know, so many things are gifts in our lives, but we don't even notice them. We don't even notice how blessed we are. I mean, there's a sense in which ingratitude is a moral blindness. There's a blindness to just the goodness of being alive. There's a blindness to the beauty of creation. We've lost our sense of awe and wonder. There's a blindness to the love of friends and family, the, to the joy of work. And it's a blindness to the fact that, that life is good and we're flooded with blessings surrounded by them every day. Now, the problem, though, with noticing, the reason we don't notice how blessed we are is because we don't really tend to notice how blessed we are until we are at risk of losing that blessing. You know what I'm talking about? You find a lump. You're filled with anxiety. Oh, no. You go to the doctor. You get checked out. And the doctor says, you know, everything's okay. And you're like, all of a sudden, you're filled with a gratitude that you didn't have before. And you, and you didn't have that. You wouldn't have had that had you not gone through the anxiety of the moment. And it took all that for you to notice what you had and then to be grateful for it. After my father's first heart attack, I remember before that my father was never a hugger. We didn't, I didn't grow up and up with a lot of hugging, especially from my father. And after his first heart attack, we, got, we came home for Christmas, and he was hugging all of us. But it wasn't just a little hug. It was a I'm not letting go hug. It was one of those hugs, and I wasn't used to my dad hugging me like that, and I'm kind of patting him on the dad. Okay, dad. But what happened to him? Well, he thought he, he, he just about lost what he had. God spared his life, and he was filled with gratitude. Why? Because he began to notice how blessed 
He really was. At one time or another, all four of our kids, while growing up, we lost one of them. One time or another, one in a hardware store, one at the state fair, one at Disney World. But I just remember each time we lost one of our kids, we're in an all-out panic running looking for them. I mean, we're recruiting strangers. We didn't care how, how we looked. We had to find that child. And as soon as we found him, we grabbed him up, we hugged him, and we were so grateful that we had them. Of course, they're in trouble. They're going to get in trouble later. But right now we're celebrating. <laughs> See, we just sometimes we, we have to almost lose something before we notice how blessed we are to have it. Noticing. Let me just ask you, have you noticed how blessed you are lately? Have you noticed how you really, I mean, I know you got problems. Everybody's got problems. We could line up telling our problems today. Everyone's got them. But have you noticed all the blessings that you're surrounded by, that you're drowning in? You know, there's a bit of a perspective thing when it comes to noticing. Perspective's important. It reminds me of this letter a college girl wrote to her parents. It goes like this. Dear mom and dad, I have so much to tell you. Because of the fire in my dorm set off by the student riots, I've experienced temporary lung damage and had to go to the hospital. While I was there, I fell in love with an orderly. We've moved in together. I dropped out of school when I found out that I was pregnant. Then he got fired because of his drinking. So we're going to move to Alaska. We might get married after the baby's born. It's signed, your loving daughter, P.S., None of that really happened. I did flunk chemistry class and wanted you to keep it in perspective. <laughs> hey, none of you guys better do that to your parents, by the way. Perspective, it basically means you're learning to step back and just notice. Notice how blessed you are. Don't wait until you lose it before you notice what you got. All of us are just drowning in blessings. So the first verb is? Realize, realize, just realize that life is a gift. There never had to be a you. There is a you. God gave you the gift of you, and then he's just poured blessings into your life, most of which are imperfect blessings. Realize how blessed you are. Then secondly, notice. Just begin noticing all of the blessings surrounded you. Take it in. Don't come to a place where you almost have to lose it before you realize what you got. Third verb is express. Express it. It is not Thanksgiving, if you don't give thanks, express it. You, can't, you don't just think it, you just say it. You express it. It's really key to express it. Even if you don't feel like it, if you begin to express gratitude to God, I think it's just the way he wired us and made us. Something good happens in us. Something happens to us. All of a sudden, we start to express gratitude, even in the midst of your problems for all everything going on. All of a sudden, it's like your happiness quotient is rising. God made us this way. Express it. Don't be like the nine lepers. Remember, Jesus healed the ten lepers, and nine of them did not come back to give thanks, but just went on their way. Now, if you interviewed them on the way, I think they would have said, sure, we're grateful, but they didn't express it. Expressing it matters to God. Only one of them came back to actually express it, and Jesus asked the question, where are the other nine? Why aren't they expressing it? And so it's real important that we express it. Express it regularly. I encourage you, not just on Thanksgiving weekend, but develop a, just a lifestyle of giving thanks to God every day. Just start off your day if you're giving thanks. It'll change your whole attitude as you do that. Give thanks to God regularly, but also 
Get in the habit of giving thanks to other people for what they've done in your life, for the investment that they've made. I mean, sincere words of gratitude have enormous power. You know, several years ago, Tracy started kind of keeping, anytime I got a thank you note or an encouraging note or I'm praying for you note or I'm for you kind of note in the mail, Tracy started saving those. And from time to time, she would bring them out when I was kind of discouraged for me to read them again. I mean, there's power in just saying thanks to somebody. So speak those words of thanksgiving into someone's life. I encourage you, don't, go by, don't let this day go by without doing it. For some of you, your parents are still around. And you know what? Your parents need to hear your words of thanks. Some of you are thinking, well, my parents got a lot wrong. Okay, every, all of us did. But you know what? They probably got a lot right, too. Let's get in the habit of giving thanks. Say thanks to your parents. I, many years ago, when my folks were both still alive, I just decided one Thanksgiving I was going to write. It was a one-page note of thanks to them. And it was easy to write. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal really in my mind, but I, just, I wrote one paragraph to my dad and what I was thankful for and what he did in my life, the things he taught me, the certain principles, how to work hard, how to be honest, how to treat people. And then I wrote a paragraph to my mom thanking her for how she taught me how to see life with joy and happiness and how to laugh. And I just wrote a paragraph to each one, sent it in the mail. I forgot about it. So we come home uh, at, to, for Christmas holidays. And, uh, and again, I forgot about that note. My dad said, thanks for the note. He said, we lived off of that a long time. You know, so take the time to say thank you to the people that really have been part of your life. Your parents, for some of you, that's a teacher, a coach. Take time to give them a call, go by and see them, write them a note, and just say thanks. For some of you, it's somebody in this room. And I would encourage you, before you leave this property, to, to, to get across the room and just say, hey, I just want to tell you thanks. Thanks for praying for me. Thanks for caring about me. Thanks for investing in me. Thanks for being there when I needed you. Thanks. I just want to say thanks. There's power in that. You know, I open myself to gratitude when I express it openly and often, even if I don't feel like it. So again, these three verbs are key. You know, number one, realize. Realize that all of life is a gift. There didn't have to be a you, but there is a you. God made you and gave you the gift of you, the gift of life. And then he's flooded your life with just good gifts, most of which are imperfect. Realize that, but be grateful for them. And then number two, notice. Begin to notice all the blessings, all the things that God has done. He's surrounded you with. He's dr you're drowning in. Notice them. Step back. Don't come to a place you have to almost lose it or lose it before you appreciate it. Notice it now. Be grateful for it. And then express it. It's not Thanksgiving if you don't express it. Give thanks. And that's what we're going to do in the remaining part of our service this morning is take time to express it. Now, we're going to start off with a video about 10 minutes long of some different people from our church family giving thanks to the Lord. Now, we have many more in video that we're not going to have time this morning, but they're on our website, gracearlington.com. You can see those. We appreciate those who took the time to give those testimonies. But also, after the video, we're going to have an op open mic time. So during a video, you can kind of start getting your courage up, okay? That you're going to give a brief word of thanks to the Lord or to somebody for what, what God has done or someone's done in your life before we close our service. And so during the video, you know, think about that, and then I'll have you come up quickly, and then we'll close with a Thanksgiving song. So let's go ahead and let's begin by just hearing some Thanksgiving testimonies. Watch this. 
Hi, my name is Sherry Marsden. I wanted to share my story about what God has done in uh, my life in the last few years. I was struggling with um, just having my identity in people and in um, achievement. And the Lord um, set me free. He set me free. Um, he transitioned my life from being the mom, the stay-at-home mom, and having a lot of my identity wrapped up in that to being someone who can step outside of that zone and um, be welcomed into a community. I started working at um, Tate Springs as a music and movement teacher. God just refreshed my soul. The um, verse that um, I would like to share is um, Psalms 107 verse 9, which says that God refreshes um, those who are thirsty and he, um, he fills those who are hungry and he satisfies them. And God surely has done that for me um, in the last, uh, the, the latter parts of my life, so I just want to thank him. One year ago, we were displaced from our home, and I just started nursing school. I had to drop out because my kids were with a church member for over a month, and I have to leave school and come home. My husband wasn't even taking it that serious. He felt, it looks like nothing happened, but through the prayers from church members, my school, I was so excited. Through the help of Pastor Steve, reinstated me back. I started school again in January. July, Charles called me and said, oh, I really did wrong by you guys. I am trying to fix everything to give you the life that we are supposed to have as a family. And we just moved into a house. And looking back a year ago, we were homeless. And as of today, I am very grateful to God because not only is he making a way for me as a child, for my family, and bringing my husband to profess God as He's only one that makes a way for us because he, a year ago he would never say that. But now he professed God every day and I'm so grateful. And I hope this helped every other person. Thank you. I'm thankful for two uh, really awesome things that happened. In August 2017, my dad died, but he got saved right before he died. About six months later, we were cleaning out his his um, stuff in a storage shed and I found this object he had that looked like a, a African God and I couldn't stand her from when I was a child I just had this feeling that there was something wrong with her and so I asked God how do I take care of this and he told me a few days later how to take care of it and I said what do I do before I smash it and he said say thou shalt have no other gods before me so I took it and I smashed it three times couldn't get it totally broken but got the crown broken and I asked him if that was it and he said that was it so then um, I looked down at my hand and I had huge gashes in my fingers the second and third fingers and I'm looking at it and I'm just indignant that how dare they rip my hand <laughs> when I'm doing what God told me to do so I asked my husband to pray for it because he was there 
I prayed for it, got in the car, drove home, and while I'm going, I'm, I'm thinking about how am I gonna stitch this because I'm right-handed. <laughs> so I get home and I'm washing my hands, thinking how am I gonna do this? Well, I could use glue, um, but it's my right hand. So I'm drying off my hands and then look down to see where I needed to stitch it and it's gone, completely gone. Fingers completely healed. <laughs> Jesus. And it was so awesome. So I had to call my friends to tell them and my husband. And, and um, when you do God's work, he will bless you greatly. Hi, my name is Carol Weideman. This is my husband, William. And these are our triplet grandsons. They're going to be 15 in December. But I remember when they were first born, premature. And they were in their incubators. And William and I got to spend time with them in the NICU. And I remember praying over them that someday they would come to know the Lord. What I'm so thankful about is this year, all three of them have accepted Jesus as their Savior, and we could not be more excited. It's the most important thing that they could ever do in their lives that they can build on. Thank you, God, for fulfilling that promise that you, that you gave me a long time ago when I was praying over the little incubators, that they would come to know you. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Sybil again. <laughs> I'm here to give testimony to my Lord and Savior. Last year in October, I was diagnosed with cancer, and I went through my chemo and through my radiation, and I am cancer-free, and it's all because of the grace of our God. He has been so great to me. I have lost children who's been with me, back troubles who's been with me, troubles with my family, and everything. He's, he's right there. I just, I, I just want to tell everybody how great, how wonderful it is to be in the grace of God, to know that He taking care of me. In 2017, I was told I had a malignant neoplasm in my body. I was shocked knowing how good God is and how, how I was running after Him, that that was the case. But then I found out, no, it was going to be chemo and radiation. And when I finally accepted that, I just felt an unusual of peace. Then I um, had several difficulties, but not anything near what I had heard was going to be. I kept speaking out God's Word, feeling it inside of my body, in my soul. Two weeks after chemo and radiation was over, God gave me plenty of strength, uh, more vision, more uh, support of others. He truly led me in, he was my, he was in me. He was my one before me. He's the one behind me. He has great things for all of us. And he convinced me of this so tremendously. About three weeks ago, um, I was in a wheelchair. Um, I had a tear in my right hip. Um, it was pretty, pretty decent size um, in the muscle and they were gonna have to probably go in for surgery to fix it and I was in pain all the time, just constant achiness. But about, yeah, three weeks ago on a Sunday night, um, I wheeled myself into a prayer conference at, well, here, and um, a few people prayed over me, and I felt no more pain, and I was able to stand up and walk around and praise Jesus the rest of the um, night. And that weekend, I got to go to Focus. And that next Wednesday, I got baptized.
if I could sum up uh, really the last four uh, years since coming here to Grace, uh, I would really just have to boil it down to God's used uh, this time to teach me and show me how much that he loves me. And uh, the way that he's chosen to do that is through, through people. And there's about four or five men here at Grace that have really taken the time to uh, pour into me and uh, really spend some time with me and mentor, disciple, train me. And it's been so much and I've really seen God's father heart uh, and seen, seen really his love for me th through them. And if I could just share that if, if you're going through a difficult time or if your marriage is on the rocks or you're just struggling in bondage to sin, uh, pursue someone, see if someone can help you, uh, reach out to somebody. Uh, there are elders, there are leaders, there are men, seasoned, seasoned men in the faith that can help you, that can pour into you, that just walk in that anointing and that, that, that Father's heart. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm just so very thankful uh, for that and thankful to God for uh, the relationships that he's given me here at Grace. My Thanksgiving is for my children. I've had a little bit of a strained relationship with both of my girls for a while, and primarily just as a mother, empty nesting, I have an 18-year-old, 23-year-old, they don't seem to need to talk to me as much as I would like to hear from them, and last Sunday came to the church for the special healing service, had several people praying, and um, honestly, I was kind of bratty with God, I just kept saying, God, I need, I need, I need some sign right now, because as a mother, I tend to kind of beat myself up, what did I do wrong, you know, what, you know, where did I mess up as a mother, what did I do, did I hurt my children, you know, all of these things, and I, I just needed some answers, I needed some answer that, you know, I was trying to say, God, I, I do trust that you're working, I believe it, but, you know, I, just give me some kind of sign, and then I was kind of bratty, like I said, I would just be, God, I, I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling the peace, I've had several people come over and pray with me, and I've been praying here for like two hours, and I'm not feeling it, and I'm not letting up until I feel it. And then um, Gary prayed for us in the end, uh, me and my husband, and he just came over and prayed for us, and Gary was kind of bratty. He kind of joined writing with me, and he just said, why not now, God? Why not now? Why not this week? Why not something now? The very next day, I got a two-page letter from my 18-year-old daughter um, just thanking me for the little things that you do as a mother that you don't expect thanks for. It just, it made, well, it made my year. Um, and it was such a blessing. And then I just texted her and said, I got your letter. Thank you so much. And you know, her words were just um, very gratitude, very thanksgiving, showing appreciation. And then um, I got a text from my oldest daughter, just simply a one letter, you're a good mother. That's all I needed to hear. God needed exactly, he knew exactly what I needed to hear, what I needed to know at that moment to, to heal my mama heart. And he came, just um, coincidence, the day after healing, uh, prayer for healing, I don't, I don't think it was a coincidence at all. That's my Thanksgiving. Amen. Well, if you'd like to go ahead and participate on our open mic, Glenn, come, come right now, if you would. Just go ahead and get in line here, and I'd like you guys to take the lines right up onto the platform, if you would, so we can get to you quickly. Quickly come. Lorraine, go ahead and come on up. Okay. Hi. 
I was just admitted into my sixth hospital, and I had um, thoughts of suicide. And I want to say thank you for Miss Taffy. Every time I come to church, I bring her her communion first before anything else. And she prays over me. And she tells me I'm treasured. I'm worth it. I'm thankful for the way her heart just overwhelms me. And I feel like I'm worth it and that I'm important. And I just want to say I am blessed to have you in my life. And you mean the world to me. Thank you. This is our daughter, Mary, and I just want to thank God for her life. On October 31st of this year, she nearly died from a drowning incident in our bathtub. And it was a very touch and go 24 hours with her. Um, but God has healed her through his um, children, through prayer. And so we just want to thank God for her life. And for keeping her with us. I'm Nancy. I want to I give thanks to the Lord for healing me from migraines that I've had all my adult life. And he kept, like during that time, he always gave me the verse, um, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. But I think it was in August I came forward and um, Pastor Gary prayed for me for healing and it was a gradual healing since then and just like a week ago I, I'm t I got totally off of a preventative I was taking that I don't want to be on any longer I praise God thank you uh, my name is Matt I haven't been here that long um, but I am totally a different person than um, I used to be. Um, I've seen God transform my life um, 100, 180 degrees. Um, I, used to, I used to not have a heart to love people. Um, I used to get annoyed with people. Um, but I, I love people, and I, I, I don't want to spend any time without loving people. So I just want to thank you guys for such a great community, this church and Pastor Gary and all the pastors. Um, and I can go on and on, but I've just seen God changed so many lives um and i just want to thank him for that hello my name is gary um i'd like to thank god for knowledge and understanding um 2017 on mother's day exactly uh i got shot right here off lamar street and the bullet came through barely missed my heart and through that traumatizing experience, it gave me a lot of time for self-reflection to learn who I really am and what I want in life and what I stand for. And um, God continued to work through me every day, just like he does each and every one of you guys. And I try to let it stick out in my life because the verse that comes to me is Romans 12, 2. Do not be, do not be
be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove the perfect will of God. That right there, I mean, with this new knowledge and understanding, that's what I want to do. Leave my life to just God and let him guide me instead of me trying to find the direction for myself and let him guide me. Come to him as, as you are, as what the Bible says. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I'm pretty talkative, but not always articulate. So I just want to um, want to thank my family here. Um, I admit I've come to the door of this beautiful people, godly church, and I've said, could be worse. <laughs> and I'm sorry. And I just love y'all. And I first want to thank Melinda about 30-some-odd years ago for befriending me in such a way that she helped nourish my soul when I was lost in this world and took me in at times and loved me and I've never forgotten and I've never been, un maybe I've been ungrateful, but I've never felt that in my heart, but I've probably not shown gratitude and I want to thank you right now. And I want to um, also say thank God because he has seen my children through some deep waters and I've not always been grateful. My kids. Uh, my daughter is now sober for a year and a, about a year and three months, and we are raising a beautiful grandchild, and we have another grandchild, and my son is surviving his um, debilitating disease of epilepsy, and God has been good. We lost, lost my stepfather this week after he was 28 years married to my mother, and God's just been good. It's okay. We love God, and he is so gracious to us. I just want to give the Lord thanks for everything he's done in my life. I'm so thankful for my husband, my family, wonderful children, uh, and seeing the Lord come through in so many ways. So thankful for the ladies in the life group and so thankful for jail ministry. Um, I just want to say again, Lord, thank you for letting me participate in people coming to you. It's, it's been such a beautiful ministry in my life. It's been such a privilege and so thankful for all of you. A lot of you have had great input in my life and blessed me. Thank you so much. Good morning, church. First of all, I want to thank my husband and my two kids that allow us to come to be a part of Grace Community Church. Since we've been here, since last year, it's been, every day is, is a blessing. And I wanna thank Pastor Gary for everything that you do to us. And I have a couple of people I really, really wanna thank. Um, I wanna thank um, uh, Ed, Pastor Ed, Gish, Brian Andrews. Please, I just thank you guys so much so much and for the um, g-hub team <laughs> you guys are just a blessing such a blessing to me and such a blessing to my family i thank you guys so much for all the prayers you point upon us every day when i go to g-hub i come out like a different person every time thank you guys god bless
I just want to express my gratitude um, to the Lord for just um, putting me through several different seasons in my life and getting me through them. Um, just looking back on who I was last year and where my faith was at is 180 degree difference than who I am now. Um, I realized that I used to um, focus on what others thought of me um, and, you know, if I was good enough. Um, but now I completely um, <laughs> rely my faith in, in who I am, on, on what, who the Lord says I am and who he made me to be and created me to be and everything that he wants me to do. So. Hello, my name's Josh. Um, I want to thank God for sobriety. I've been sober for almost a year now, and it's been awesome. Uh, I'm enjoying my new life, and I thank him for it. Yeah. And October the 10th, when we heard on the news that, the, uh, that Hurricane Michael was going to strike uh, Florida, um, we were upset because the Mexico Beach was our vacation place when I was growing up. But we didn't know that it was going to, um, to hit my parents in Georgia, over 100 miles inland. N and the, the next morning, um, my sister was able to get through. She, uh, my mother picked up the phone, and, and, <laughs> and said, we're just devastated that y'all were alone when a Category 3 hurricane hit you. And Mama said, Ann, we weren't alone. <laughs> Jesus was right here with us all the time. <laughs> They're okay. Thank, thank the Lord. I'm thankful for my mom for helping me when she takes me to the hospital when I had migraines and two weeks ago when I was there. And I want prayers for my legs because I can barely walk. Let's pray right now. Father, we, we just pray in Jesus' mighty name for your healing power to come. Serena, Lord, let it come in Jesus' name. We pray the end of the migraines. We pray the strengthening of her body. We pray, Lord, even the, just the regaining of her eyesight. We pray, Lord, that we'll see this testimony soon now in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Debbie. Um, I had a really terrible accident on August 13th where I broke my leg in three places. And um, it was in a public place where people saw me and they did not come to help me. And it really did affect me and my daughter. And I remember when it happened, I cried out to the Lord and he was there with me. I felt when my bones came out of my leg, and I was holding on to it, praying and crying out to the Lord, and I felt extreme heat in my leg, and I was afraid to look at it, but he made sure that the bones didn't come out of my leg, and when I went to the hospital, they said that it was broken in three places, but it was not as bad as the way I had felt it. And when it came out, so I knew that the Lord put those bones back inside my leg. And he gave me so much peace. Um, he's been so good to me and my family. And many of you and people at my daughter's school came to visit me. And 
brought us dinner and prayed for me and took my daughter to school and had play dates. And I'm just so very thankful because God just showed so much grace and love and peace to me and my family. And I'm very thankful. You know, I got to the first service. The service was over and I was ready to go. And the spirit of the Lord stopped me and said, no, stay for the second service. I said, okay, well, God, why? And he began to minister to me why I needed to stay. And when uh, Jonathan came up here and he began to talk, and the Lord was confirming it one after the other. What am I saying? There are some of us here who believe who don't have a reason to give thanks to God. Because of the pain we are in, the situations we are going through, the wilderness experience we are going through. And the spirit of the Lord will have me tell you today, your way out is praise. Paul and Silas praised, and the prison doors opened. The praise was so powerful that it shook the foundations of the prison. And the real praise that we give to God that is so acceptable unto him is that sacrifice of praise. When we do not feel like praising him. So God says, praise your way out of your situation today and you will be free. Father God, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you in the name that is above all name. That name in which when we speak, it demons tremble. Father God, I pray for my brother and my sister here today who do not feel a need to praise you. Who didn't even want to go to church today and say, this is the last chance. God, are you seeing me? Father, I ask that the spirit of praise will arise within them, oh God, to know that this light afflictions is nothing compared to the glory that awaits them in the name of Jesus. Lord, and when you turn this captivity around, they will be like them that we are dreaming. So God, today, let that spirit of praise baptize them with the spirit of praise. Let the anointing fall upon them so that they can get out of the cage and the wilderness and the prison that the enemy desires to keep us in. In Jesus' mighty name. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Amen. You know, the Bible says that uh, heaven is God's throne and earth is his footstool. So while Paul and Silas were singing in that prison, you said an earthquake happened. You know what happened, don't you? Well, God had his foot on earth, and he started tapping his feet to the music, and they had an earthquake. Okay, next one. Morning, y'all. I'm Kendall, and uh, one thing I'm extremely grateful for is for the youth ministry here. Uh, just the privilege that I have of working alongside of the parents through junior high. Um, so extremely grateful for that. I'm also extremely grateful for the woman I get to do so much of it with, my wife, Libby. Uh, we've been married for about five months, and so that's very exciting. It's something to be very grateful for. Uh, but something that I, I really wanted to remember when I said I was, I was thankful is, you know, I got to start working with the junior high ministry about a year ago really heavily. Uh, and then as well as about a year and a half ago, about a year before me and Libby got engaged, which we got engaged last Christmas, uh, that year before that was really hard. And just trusting the Lord, not sure of what the timing was, not sure of what it looked like in the future. And the Lord brought us through. And so for that, I am, I am just unbelievably grateful for what the Lord has done, how he has moved, and how he has given me and blessed me with such an amazing wife. Amen. I think we're just going to have time for three more. Come up here, Victoria. So one and two and then three. Sorry, guys, but we're going to have to kind of wrap it up. Victoria? I am thankful for Laura right here, 
um, you give a lot to me, and you are the sweetest young woman I've ever seen, and I am thankful of Pastor Gary, and you give me a good advice of praying me for my boyfriend, and he will care for me. Brian Daniel, and who you are? Sam. Sam, my son, our 17-year-old son. In the video we watched earlier today, it said about that phone call that you received. Well, I'm in my front yard, and I think it was March 20th of this year, and the police roll up in front of our house. And the very first thing they say is, Sam's okay. Uh, but then they go on to tell us that uh, Sam had gone to the park uh, with a firearm intending to hurt himself. And Sam's story kind of goes back to last November, last October, November, when Sam told us that he didn't really want to have much to do with Christianity, right? <coughs> and sorry, I'm living on Mucinex right now, so a little foggy. Um, but we were going through a storm, and it kind of uh, hit its apex at the point when he uh, attempted to take his life. And through a series of miracles, including accidentally firing the gun off in front of the SWAT team, <coughs> it wasn't pointed at them, uh, God preserved his life. And I, I just want to give all the thanks to Jesus Christ because um, he preserved Sam's life. Now, he went through inpatient and outpatient and still really didn't want to be a Christian. <laughs> and... We just kind of, uh, the I was asking God for a scripture to share. My dad taught me something, uh, taught me a, a Bible verse as a kid. Nahum 1.7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows them who trust in him. I didn't know if it would be years, months, weeks. I had no idea, neither Gazelle nor I. We just didn't, we knew. We just knew we had to pray and we had to trust God. And this past summer, Sam went to a youth camp, uh, Web, ba Web Baptist Church here in, in Arlington. Do you want to share the rest of the story? Um, going there, I, I wasn't a godly person. I mean, a lot of you guys know that, like, you know, earlier that year and times before that, I wasn't, I wasn't really, like, you know, I wasn't really, you know, repping that faith. And the theme of that, the summer camp, was legacy. And it got me thinking what am I going to be leaving behind? Because I know if I had killed myself that day, I would have gone straight to hell. I mean, just, I mean, no doubt about it. And I was thinking, what am I going to leave behind here? And, like, I mean, what, what what am I even doing? I mean, am I just living it up, just, like, you know, waiting until, like, I die? And just, I mean, it took me, like, you know, talking to my friends, like, talking to Rain. Like, I felt like God sent her here to show practical love because I felt like nobody knew what I had gone through. Nobody had, like, you know, gone through the same places, same place like Sundance or hospital and it just took me like you know just praying on you know talking to like people around me you know to Craig Crow group Baptist the, the minister at that church and I, I got saved that summer so I'm very thankful that Sam is still with us and celebrating Thanksgiving with us praise be to Jesus
Let's go ahead and stand. We're going to have one more, but I want the worship team to make their way on up. We're going to close here in just a moment. So, Okay, I'm just going to make this really quick, but it's another awesome story of healing. So 13 days ago, I broke my thumb. I'm taking my splint off because it's okay. This is the story of healing. Um, so I work at Valvoline where we do oil changes, and we have just big metal things that cover the pit, and they smashed my finger. And I mean shattered, like you dropped a vase in a parking lot, and it's everywhere. And that was the x-ray of my finger. It was just decimated. Um, it was just the tip of the thumb, but it was enough to make me ineligible to join the Air Force, which has been God's plan for me for the past two years. He's said, go to the Air Force. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this ready and this ready and this ready. And while getting all these things ready, all of a sudden this happens. And um, by the way, in my family, my uncle lost the tip of his thumb. My grandpa lost the tip of his thumb. And so then when this happened, my grandma was like, hey, now you're officially a Sykes. And, um, and I was like, no, I need to join the Air Force. I need to do what God has planned for me to do. So about five days ago, I was just, I took a bike ride, and I was just like, this is not okay. Uh, like, Satan can't have this kind of control over me because I know that this, this broken thumb is, is some kind of scheme to get me from doing what God needs me to do. That or it's God's best story of, like, healing in my life besides, like, one other thing. And so that night I prayed, and I was just like, all right, God, you're a God of healing. You are a powerful God of healing that even rose your son from death. So heal my thumb. I claim healing in the name of Jesus. And that very, very, very night, by the way, I was on two kinds of painkillers and still in excruciatingly pain, uh, painful pain. The pain went away. Stop. <laughs> the pain went away altogether. And I can move my thumb. I can use my thumb. It doesn't even feel broken. I'm squeezing on it. And, I mean, the thing is, it's not broken anymore. So my prediction and expectation is that the bones are fused together. So that's my story of healing people. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And we give thumbs up to God. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us. Lord, we thank you for all the testimonies and the stories and all the ways, Lord, you have changed us and blessed us. And, and uh, we are grateful to you. Lord, we thank you for all you've done for us. Lord, we just praise you, give you all the glory because you deserve it all. We pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.